The podcast which you are about to hear is politically incorrect and offensive. The opinions expressed by the three assholes recording it are done so solely for comedy purposes. Listener discretion is advised. This is the Whiskey Reel. Four and three and two and one. No reason, no conscience, no understanding, and even the most rudimentary sense of good or evil. If what you say is true, the Shaolin and the Wu-Tang could be dangerous. Your mother sucks big fucking elephant dicks. Got that? Come on now, dog. You know I give you the mad, fat, super fly, stupid, dope, dumbass, retarded, bomb shit props? Take a big step back and literally fuck your own face! Verbal masturbation <laughs> on NPR. Uh, yeah, on NPR. It's a good totally. time. It's a good time. Drop your, <laughs> drop your trousers and grab right. that schnauzer. <laughs> you're into verbal, verbal masturbation. masturbation. <laughs> you're into. You don't say you're listening to it. You're like, you're no, into you're verbal into. masturbation. You're you ain't f- listening to it if you don't love you're it. You're complicit. <laughs> <laughs> it's as much your fault as it is ours. It is Louis C.K.'s favorite podcast. Victim blaming a podcast. <laughs> Have you blown loads in a plant? Okay, so he blew a load in a plant. In a plant. Or was that Weinstein? I thought Weinstein. No, that was did Weinstein. The, it wasn't a did. real plant, though. I think it was a fake ficus. Like that makes it worse, ficuses. Sean. That makes no, that's it how they get so shiny. Worse. A plant we'd use it as food. Sure. If you blow a load on a plastic plant, it's just going to stay I would just there. hate to see this mutant chud ficus hybrid growing <laughs> off the side of it. With really wide, widely set um, leaves. Did we, just start a, did we just start a screenplay? Yeah. I think we did. <laughs> oh, I had an idea for a fucking show. I think that somebody needs to do this. Okay. But a great show is you do not a sitcom, but you do basically a show of everybody in a podcast what they do in their lives lead the day leading up to the podcast and culminate it with the podcast. Wow. Oh, that's kind of fun. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so yeah. it's like a kind of vignettes and people but do you, going do you like do getting a mockumentary coffee style or more yeah, like yeah, you do it IFC like, style. No, you do it like found footagey. Oh, like okay. somebody's filming yeah. it unbeknownst to you. Right. Like on their phones and like getting coffee and breaking down and getting in a fight with your girlfriend. And then oh, okay. the end of the show is actually the podcast. Okay. Yeah. I thought that would be a great idea for and a with show. someone smart writing it, like yeah, everything that happens throughout your day kind of comes culminates. through in your performance yeah. or whatever. And that's yeah. what you I talk what about for that. the podcast no, is what happened. That's a good Fucking idea. Netflix I, th- will, I think that would work. Netflix will buy everything. So just send that Netflix treatment will make anything at this point. They're, They're going, in the business of making stuff. I think they, <laughs> they just got like, stuff. I forget how many billion dollars they just took out in debt, like more debt to buy more shit. Have you watched that Daybreak show? Uh, no, the zombie, the new zombie nope. one on Netflix. The apocalypse uh-uh. thing. Yeah. yeah, it's actually funny. It's like a fucking. It's a teenage, teenage comedy about the apocalypse. They drop bombs and it yeah. just killed the adults. It and just they, or the, the adults. adults turn into what they call ghoulies, which yeah. are zombies that repeat. All they do is walk down the street, and repeat the last thing they were thinking before yeah. they turned. But there's and there's still the so high school dynamics. There's like yeah. the jocks oh, and the dude, cheerleaders. They are broke all... it up. There's the there's the prince. The, what is it? It's the. Uh, the cult of Kardashian is like one of them. And then there's the jocks and then there's wow. the nerds and fucking, but it's all taking place in Glendale, of course, oh, nice. it is. which is hilarious. And it, dude, it's, it's a fucked up show. It's great. It looks cool. I saw the ad for it. I forget where I saw the ad for it, but, but way I was like, that looks so cool. Like the kids are way too smart and clever. 
Yeah. That's about, I don't know how you get around That's that. That's called the John Hughes writing. effect. Oh, I thought it was no. the Diablo Cody. The yeah, Diablo it's Cody totally effect. Diablo Cody action. <laughs> but like everybody's unbelievably clever and quick. You're yeah. like, Aww. nobody I grew up with was doing this. It's just this. six little Junos running around fighting <laughs> <Yeah>. zombies. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said Junos. <laughs> you are listening to verbal masturbation. <laughs> verbal masturbation. <laughs> so welcome the fuck back to the whiskey reel, everybody. Oh, uh, God. I'm going to introduce these idiots. Yeah, dude. To my left is uh, Mr. Bobbeth Van Noyes. Hello. Of Up the Tallahassee Van Noises. To his immediate left is Evan Antonio Ebrenderes of the Southern Rhone Brenderes. <laughs> the Southern Rhone. No, we've mo- we moved. And I'm the Chud Mo. I am Jason Stakeums. I'm your worst Stakeums. nightmare. I'm your I'm your most awkward wet dream and your worst nightmare at the same time. That's yeah. I guess that's not mutually exclusive. Never had a wet nightmare. <laughs> you ever had a wet mare? Which is really ironic because that's what chuds have always been to me. <laughs> is a wet bear? Yeah, have you ever jerked <laughs> off to a chud? I do it all the time. <laughs> as, as our friend Big Mike would say, you jerk off while sitting on, like, uh, hovering over a dirty body mirror. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. So you can look dude. at your own asshole and marvel uh, at it. Have we, ever given Big Mike a, have we ever given Big Mike a shout out on this? We have not. My, Big Mike really wants to be on the podcast. I know. He's listened. He's started to listen. And a lot he, of people. Say that, can and I'm always like, Can yeah. he bring it? Yeah, do you see everybody? Hey, guys out there listening, and thank you so much for listening, Sean. How can these fucking morons get in touch with us and give us a rating? You pricks, yeah, you can give us a rating on iTunes or Stitcher or SoundCloud, wherever you like. You can hit us up at Whiskey Reel, that's whiskey with an E at gmail.com, or hit us up through a private message to Facebook or the Schminstagrams yeah. for show, <laughs> but like it. There's a lot of people out there listening that go, oh, I, and I've been approached by several of you fine listeners to come on the podcast. What you have to realize is this. We're really good at this. You're probably not. <laughs> if you get on here and fucking and, and Nick Chubb it and fumble twice in the first quarter, you're going to get torched. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be a very long hour for you. Yeah. This is all I'm saying. I can't stop thinking about this whiskey. I know. Okay. I keep the guy. We I, should launch right in. Bobby brought something extremely special. Bobby, do you want to hit them with the regale them with your whiskey knowledge? Yeah, I had a uh, conversation with a good friend of mine. You guys, oh Tigger Tigger. You, some of you uh, locals might know Mr. Charles uh, Woods. The Woods, uh, but we call him Tig. Um, he's a lovely gentleman, and he picked up a bottle of this, you know, for a, a pretty reasonable price, considering you can barely find it. Yeah, dude, this is not something you just go down to the fucking Exxon and pick right. up. Um, so, <laughs> if we're in Colorado. No oh, Exxon sorry, sell sorry, hard sorry, liquor sorry. there. My fault. Uh, so, what we're drinking is a 24-year orphan barrel bottle from Rhetoric. Um, these things are kind of like I'm not going to say they're legendary because they're not, but they're sought after. Absolutely, they're in de- they're they're kind of on par with um, I, I, not as exclusive as Pappy, yeah. but in sort of that ilk. I yeah, would say. right of of availability for right. sure. Pappy esque. Um, in fact, they make way more Pappy than I think they do of these. Of rhetoric. Or um, rhetoric, because rhetoric. <laughs> From what I understand, the concept behind these orphan barrels is these guys 
are not making their own juice. They're going around and buying barrels. They're like they're like treasure hunters. Exactly. They're like finding old man McGillicuddy in his exactly. barn has this rando wow. fucking barrel of something. Yeah. Well, they go to old brick houses right. in, in Kentucky and they find these barrels. They test the barrels. They taste them. And if they find something that's really extraordinary, then they bottle it up. And yeah. Sean got a message. Yeah. <laughs> And Thanks, then my, my headphones got weird when you did that. By totally. The way. Um, so this one uh, is <laughs> their 24-year iteration. These bottles go anywhere from 100 and probably 80 bucks yeah. all the way Retail, up to people. Yeah. People will pay 500 dollars for a bottle. This wow. is this is, is gonna, that the furthest away, the further away we get from when it was released, they're going to start. Exactly. Yeah, that they, age they, statement's going to that age statement's going to determine all of that. But this probably, from a purchaser's standpoint, that's what you'd be doing retail. If you were to buy this as a restaurant, the probably lowest oh. price you get on this is probably in the high 90s, low hundreds yeah. for for cost. No doubt. This is not fucking around. So Tig, my main Tigger. Thank you, dude. This is uh, this is pretty special. It's awesome. Hooking people up with whiskeys, what Tiggas do best? <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh man, I don't. I, so Tig used to be a local bartender as well. I don't think Where'd he's he doing work? a lot of that now. He uh, he's worked at places like the Tavern. Everywhere. The guy has slung drinks at the Elks Club. Yeah, he's slinging dick everywhere. You know, dude. Um, he's a good dude. He's a smart guy. He's also an amazing photographer. He, he's um, one of those guys. He's just like like. I sell houses. Yes. I do photography. For sure. He's like the Western European Severin. Yeah, and also go. like just an incredibly generous, fun, yeah, he's sweet a great guy. Dude. I really like Tig. Um, and he's a you. fan of the cast, and he's he he's another guy that wants because to come on. Seriously, I really I I to highlight how much I love this whiskey. If this whiskey was inside Magic Johnson's cock in like '92, I would still suck it out, knowing what we know now. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? That, I, um, that was I'm such a, a, a strange leap. <laughs> I have no idea I'll why a, you went I'll down that road. I'm taking a little hit from You're you're proclaiming your love for us, so tell me what you're tasting. I mean, yeah, we get, we, I, let's actually talk whiskey. Maybe it's what I, I... It might be a shorter list what I'm not tasting that's good in here. Okay. Like, it's huh. such a dynamic profile. Like you guys were saying, like, I get a lot of the, the oak. The oak is huge. I get a ton of the caramely sweetness, but then, like, you guys were saying that there were fruity flavors coming out for you for me i was getting like banana but like a bananas foster kind of yeah. thing where it's bananas oh, and good call yeah uh i'm also getting a little bit of um uh apple but i can't place the kind of apple it's not a gala it's not a is it a food no it's like a uh, honey crisp apple there's, I a could go with that. there's like a golden delicious golden delicious apple thank you to it um yeah, I think that's a great call with the bananas foster too. And don't get us wrong, we're we're this is one of these whiskeys that we're gonna be sipping on throughout the podcast. It's going to change as yeah, we continue yeah. to drink it. Last week we talked about Tin Cup, and even though we were kind of singing the praises of what we thought it was now versus what it was then, there was a, a certain aspect of it that fell short with me, and that that's how dynamic it is. And when you say dynamic, it means what it does from the attack, the tip of your tongue, to when you swallow it and breathe out, and what that finishes. This is the opposite of that. This has so much going on that you'd probably have to drink the bottle before you actually <laughs> wrapped your head around yeah. what you're drinking. Probably. Because there is Bobby had a great call before uh, we got on air about uh, 
apricots. And so like in the, in our, in like the, the, the wine world, we say stone fruit. So it's fruit with pits, like peaches, like kumquats, yep, yep, yep. all that plums. shit. Plums. There's a certain, there's definitely stone fruit in this. I love the bananas foster. I think that's a super strong call. There's, this is the opposite of that smoky, dark, peppery yeah, yeah. rye style. This and is it, so mellow and smooth. You know more about this than I do, but, um, I think it's always important how any whiskey responds to dilution. Yes, yeah. absolutely. Because, like, if you throw some bullet in a glass and with an ice cube, it'll flab out. It's going to flab yeah. out. Yeah. It's going to turn into, you know, brown water absolutely. eventually. This, this ice cube's almost completely not gone. Do that. And I'm tasting, it tastes almost exactly the well, same. And, 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 like and, and it expands. Exactly. Like a good scotch, right? The old yep. trick of a drop of water just to open, releases yeah. it. Because really, it breaks the surface tension, so exactly. you're able to smell it. That's mm-hmm. not like a magic trick. No. But with this, it this is so well made. I mean, 24 year age statement is in our world is like it's, unicorn whiskey. Yeah, yeah. it doesn't ex- it doesn't exist very often. So the fact that we got this from Tig is like super special. I was very excited about this. We managed to not all get torqued before the podcast. We did. Um, we but we tried and <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, I'm like upset that I didn't like comb my hair and shave before we drank this. Like just, that's how good it is. I feel like I'm you supposed to felt be like you should have trimmed your pubes. <laughs> yeah. I fucking went in into dude. a heart or in, oh. into this logo. Or out a of lightning bolt. Yeah. Or no, the bird at the my top. Lack of, my lack of a cigar right now. I know. It's really frustrating. <laughs> no, it's, there's so much, it's so dynamic uh, aside from the flavor profile and the, the, the stone fruit and the caramel and the vanillins and all of those things do exist. There is such a weird interweaving of how they all work together. There's no, there's no, like sometimes you drink something and this thing hits first and then you taste this and then you taste this. This is kind of like a symphony, how the flavors are working together. The the peach will go away and this will come back and then it'll come back. And it's, I'm just so impressed. And I would say that like an amazing mixologist could maybe find something to do with this whiskey. But why would you want it? Why in the why fuck? Why the fuck? Get out of the way, dude. Would you, yeah, get out of the way. The only thing you want to put in this whiskey is an ice cube. If you want to drink it neat, drink it neat. It's going to be amazing. Uh, I think it. I think the dilution favors it. I do as well. I Usually sometimes you're like, ooh, do I want to drop little, a cube in it's there? It's a little hot on the nose. Yeah. You know what I mean? Even the, on the, the attack. You, know, it, you think yeah. it's going to be this hot, fiery-ass shit, and then it just calms down and becomes like it does we like to say like ephemeral like yep, it yep, just yep, starts yep. to it starts to dissipate and become the sum of its parts yeah and it's really a beautifully made so product man. don't get me wrong you're gonna want a white claw chaser obviously yes. well we're doing well, snow melt a white claw chaser since white <laughs> claw didn't jump fuck white claw. since white claw didn't jump on the whiskey reel train and we we told them this was kind of kind of made them uh <laughs> we kind of made white claw um Bobby has now ch- uh, uh, switched his affiliation, and he is all in on snow melt. It's good. It's better tasting. I will say that it's a it's better tasting. Uh, Certain ones are better tasting, and it's kind of a local. A couple of them are chalky kind of thing. Vitamin. They are a little chalky and like uh, they this have is a the vitamin. They have. they have like a vitamin. You thing. said the tangerine. Flintstone. You they, said Flintstones yeah. at one point. Yeah, has and like a Flintstone vitamin. So fucking on. Like I get it right when you said that. Of course, when somebody says that, that's all you taste. Yeah. And I do have my little uh, what is it? Tangerine and hops, 
Uh, that's the, the best flavor one. they have. Right, so I think that's it's the their best, best flavor. Ha, it's 100%. outstanding. 100%. It's outstanding. It's, it's the best seltzer that I've tasted as a single flavor. I and Upslope, would totally agree with a great brewery. They make great beer, too. And yeah, the people, does the people are super awesome. I've been, I've, I've hung out with those cats a handful of times because yeah. they always ended up uh, close to the yeah. Steamworks booths at sure, different Colorado beer events. And they always were down to trade beer, tons of it, too. They're like, oh, you guys can take all this. And I'm like, but we're only giving you like a case. And they're like, yeah, take two cases and get Give it to people. I was they like, don't oh, want to carry right. it back. Right, right. <laughs> That's the old thing. It's oh, like, also my take buddy. My uh, speaking of beer, my buddy Tim Duncan. Or Tim Duncan. Wow, you went Tim Duncan. Timothy huh? Duncan. His name is Ken. Uh, power Kenneth forward for the Duncan. Spurs. I Tim have Duncan. No idea where Tim Duncan came <laughs> out of my brain. <laughs> the Martha's Vineyard Duncan's. That's crazy. Uh, my buddy Ken Duncan, uh, local genius, is uh, just got back from Boulder, and he's like, I have three quarters of a keg of Avery. I don't know Ooh. what Avery, but he's got it. Sitting, chilling. as long as it's white rascal, straight white up. Rascal's he's good. Like, they make a bunch of other great shit, shit too. I would not uh, be Maharaja. shocked if that's what it was. I love white rascal. It's one it of the Raja best now. Belgian ales ever made. It's, true. it's fantastic. Ho Garden taking the top spot just because it's the OG. Yeah. Or Who Garden? Oh, I guess. Avery. Has so if anyone only... wants to shoot us an email, like I'll pass it along to Ken. You might have a keg of beer on your hands. Yeah. Like honestly, we, he doesn't want anything for it. He just wants to give us a keg of beer. We're going to incentivize the contact. So you tell us if you're interested, and we will invite you to an exclusive keg party with us. Yes. Oh, <laughs> how's that? Yeah. Is that an incentive or a deterrent? It's both, sir. Okay. Yes. Fair enough. <laughs> <laughs> Just because you tell me you're going to punch me in the face doesn't make it okay when you do. Right. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. Wait, what? You know what I'm I saying. I thought if someone um, told me and then they punched me and supposed I can't even okay. call the cops. I thought that's how the law No, written. that was the last girl I dated. I'm going to ruin your life. I <laughs> laughed and lo and behold. <laughs> Here we are. Here we are. <laughs> 2019. It does not make it okay, by the way. Just knowing it in advance. Um, Any fantastic. Final, final words on the, on the um, rhetoric? I, I, I think as we, this might be one of the only ones that we may go back to this further into the podcast. Because I think it's going to unfold. Yeah, I think I'm, we're going to really start happy. to get into it. Um, it's it's just absolutely on a completely different level uh, than than most Bobby, of the stuff. A, I'm trying to take a picture of Bobby, and he looks like a sex offender getting his mugshot taken. <laughs> Your face is always yeah. You, <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is so see, good. You guys will see the picture too. It's fucking funny. Um, Rhetoric, thank you again, Tig. Very generous. Um, and boy, are we enjoying this right now. Yeah, I will fantastic. tell you that right now. Tig, I, I'll suck your dick, man. You can find me another bottle of I've been shit. on a three-day bender. Um, I officially can do that now, yeah. legally. I don't want to get into that. But I've been enjoying myself now that I can. Um, yeah, you, you and, came in and you did look like Brad Pitt from the first half of 12 Monkeys. Exactly. Not the, not the, second, not the half. second half. And I, I will say... Um, what a way to end my binge is with rhetoric. Oh, if you're going right. to end a binge, yeah. you end it with That's this. That's so cute. You think your binge is going to end. You're just going to keep going until you wake no. up. I don't appreciate Vegas, your tone, sir. Half dead in Vegas in the desert. Let's no pants. I hope so. If I'm going to fucking I said bottle that, of rhetoric halfway up your ass. I'm pretty sure I said that December 2015. <laughs> I was like, you know, I'm finally going to. My divorce, you know, it's, it's final. Uh, I think I'm going to cut this shit out. Dude, yeah, you right? know what's awesome? You know, we always joke like fucking, you know, I'm going to kill myself. Make sure you kill me first. Like yeah. type of shit. Yeah. I was at El Ranchito last night and the lovely back bartender. And I always forget her name. And she's such a sweetheart. The brunette with the nose ring. I, I, God damn it. I forget her name. Leslie? No, not Leslie. 
Dude, it was hilarious. I looked at her at one point. So she knows that I'm in the industry and like we've hung yeah. out actually like uh, at her house when she was having a party. Super sweet, great bartender. And there was a point where I looked at her and I'm like, I'm like, what is going on right now? Because they were playing like Old Town Road or something. Uh. I looked at her, I'm like, what is going on? She goes, kill me. <laughs> but, but then I was like, no, I'm going to kill everybody else. She goes, we need to make a deal. Shake my hand that you kill me first. I'm like, you're you're the best. Because obviously I'm killing myself first. Definitely. That that's before anything happens. Let's be honest. Yeah. But she's a sweetheart. God, why can't I remember her name? That's cause I am a little wet brained. Wet brain, wet brain, <laughs> wet brain. Um anyway, we're we we talked about that. We're gonna get into some me de uh the me jazz. Mr. Steakums. Oh shit! I gotta go first. Yeah, shit. you go first, Doc. So, what, what have you been listening to, watching, enjoying? What's been inside you? Listening to what's been inside me? Yeah, three black As, dicks at once, aside like aside from Katie's fingers. Um, <laughs> no, see, her fingers are too small. <laughs> they don't give them. me the satisfaction that I need. <laughs> wow. I need a guy with like fucking Andre the Giant banana fingers. Yo, dude, yeah. that's next level. Yeah, good for you though. Hey, dude, Thanks. heart wants what it wants. Uh, listening to shit. We'll talk about that shit later. But uh, I watched the new Watchmen season series premiere. I'm interested to see what you guys think. We have it's not talked about fucking this. fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> it's, I, it's a lot. I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think about it because we're all fans of the movie. Yes. I was not big Bob, into the wait, comic no, books. Bobby's not a fan of the movie. I, 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 I was a fan of the movie. I liked the movie. I you thought did? the movie was fine. But, but, um, people that love the comic don't hate it. I think it's like it. the best movie. Uh, what about the the Owls of Gahul shit? I heard that's actually oh, did really he do good. That? No. Yeah, I heard that's actually really good. And no one saw it. Did you say dipshit? Yeah, what's that chump's name? <laughs> uh, Zack Snyder. Zack Snyder. Oh, Zacky Poo. Yeah. He sucks. God. But but what did you guys think about that first one? I thought that I I had no idea what to expect. So the this movie's taking place like thirty plus years after the movie because they kind of push the movie. Well, it's, no, it's supposed like to be years. present. It's present day. Theoretically. Yeah. They're show they open up with showing you setting the scene by showing you the uh their interpretation, which is a little bit more elevated of the um the Tulsa race riots that didn't get a lot of news right until right. you know recently where people yeah, like, and it was drama- it was obviously highly dramatized. It but was, they had fucking nineteen twenties era planes dropping bombs on like black businesses For and shit. Sure. With like uh with you know, clan guys walking around with rifles just executing everyone. Everybody. It was super intense. It was like I was I don't want to compare it to the beginning of Saving Private Ryan, but like a little bit. It wasn't as good as your favorite movie, Birth of a Nation. <laughs> That's not my favorite movie. <laughs> That's just the movie I watch on 4th of July, longingly looking at the past that I want. You watch it You watch it just on MLK Day. Yeah, just. Okay. That, which is not a holiday. <laughs> that That's is, not a holiday. Not in my house. Remarkable. <laughs> That's terrible. It's remarkable. That's, terrible. That's absolutely okay. awful. So, I'm, I'm, I hate That's it. a level of awful that <laughs> heretofore <laughs> has not been achieved. What was worse, that or you saying heretofore? Uh, Which one was close. worse? Think that about was it. All Think about it. Fucking jokes. I just want everybody to <laughs> yeah. know that's so fucked up. No, At least nobody can tell. Correctly, fuck you. Nobody. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, and, and and so then it then it gets to the point where you're like, okay, so they're slowly building this world and they're not giving away too much. They don't have one of those overly exposition-y, like we have to explain all this shit to people. You're just going to organically find out through the right. course of this season. And all of these questions. 
questions I have are probably not going to be answered until the last two not episodes. Not for a while. And I'm fucking in. I did see they had a little bit at the end that's like, what to expect from the rest of the season? And they did show Dr. Manhattan's hand, so I know Whoa. he's going to be in okay. it. The only character from the movie, that. the only character from the movie that's in it is uh, Adrian Veidt or Ozymandias, Ozymandias. and that's, yeah, that's, and Jeremy, that's Irons. Jeremy Irons. His station in life is very odd, and they, they, had, they, they set up some stuff with him. But at the same time, they didn't show you much. With the whole robot cyborg servants, and it's oh, very strange. I think tell. about it. I think tell. about it. They do just shower think about him with the gifts way and love. Think about the way they act, though, and how they respond. I think they're like high tech AI. That wouldn't surprise fucking me. Fucking shit. But yeah. it's cool because the alternate universe, they show like their version of an electric car. They show yeah. like it's us, but not us. And, and it, it, it would appear to be clever right now. Yeah. I don't know what's going to unfold or unwrap. I enjoyed it. I thought the acting was really well done. I, I'm so happy, like you said, that they didn't do that. Okay, kids, we got to explain everything to you right off no, the bat. But I found some stuff it, online that explained a little it bit. It was like, a giant fuck you of an episode. They when, don't give a fuck what you're about to understand. When that kid in the class was like, uh, would you pay for that with your Redfordations? And I was like, what the fuck Robert is Redford. that? Robert Redford yeah. has been the president for 30 yep. years because they had Nixon forever. That they was part showed of the a picture of, the, of him in one scene. Yeah. He has his head shot in the back for yeah. presidents. And I wonder how much he's getting paid for that. Oh my <laughs> but is be, he even going to make an appearance? I hope so. Please. That would Robert be amazing. Bedford, please be a head in a jar amazing. president. Yeah. Because he's almost be a head in a jar, right? No, he's in really good shape. No, I think Robert Redford kind of looks great. No, yeah, I does. mean, he looks like fucking. Like an end game. I was like, you don't look like. He looks like a bag of Jack Link's turkey fucking. <laughs> jerky dude but whatever i mean you, know, you gotta okay, pay man. the price dog he looks like the tramp from dick tracy that dude in the member he's, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The kid sure. he's been in everybody so That's good true. on you i'm pretty sure Redford. he fucked me yesterday yeah well i enjoyed it <laughs> we talked about banana fingers yeah. so. in a weird special part of my brain I, I really hope that robert redford and paul newman fucked each other just yeah. as a lark just, just as for a, you know just a, like uh, we're beautiful. <laughs> so we might as well they do this well. once. Yeah. As you know? a service. We're going to be as a service. To, we're going to be linked to each other, you know, for the rest of our lives. You'd be jack linked. Yeah. Right. Oh, you what like about that? a movie yeah. where Brad Pitt does <laughs> what about a movie where Robert Redford goes back in time to fuck himself and Brad Pitt plays young Robert Redford? Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> it's like it's like fucking gay orgy right inception. Now. Yes. Uh, I hate to say I don't think Pitt, Pitt can pull that off. Yeah. Pitt can do anything, dude. I don't know We've if all he's got this. that kind of range. We've he all looked, no, this. but he looks, he's got the no, similar he looks jawline. Like they look like each other when they were young because they're both, you know, older. Here's now. my only issue with Brad Pitt, and they're very few because I love the guy. The guy, the guy, yeah, he yeah. used to get love. shit on, but there's it, there's no doubt about that guy's talent. I'm I just sorry. watched a really obscure Brad Pitt movie a couple of nights ago. I'll touch on that very. California is one of the best movies nobody's ever seen. It's a shit show when yeah. it comes to acting performances mm. i mean it's like it's so cartoonish it's, it's so over so, the top but, but it's beautiful. so much fun dude he's great just one liner after one oh, liner really? yeah <laughs> I, and julia lewis plays that kind of i'm going to use a word that we're not supposed to use anymore retard she's kind of a retard in that she's movie a retard. like she's trailer park retard. Well, you remember not the like, movie she's she did not mentally other sister disabled. where she was actually played was mentally actually disabled playing. her and giovanni ribisi oh, had God, that's had our sex to watch, with each oh other God, that is an embarrassing dude. movie what's better than that one or the sean penn retard movie the, the I, I am sam. sam wow that was unwatchable too that was unwatchable <laughs> 
Dakota Fanning was transcending <laughs> oh Yeah, she's God. the daughter who he needs he wants custody oh, of, but he can't get it because his brain ain't right. So is she was a kid retard? No, he's the retard. Oh, that's right. Okay. And they're like, you can't have this child. You'll kill it. Like you'll <laughs> smash right. its face. I've on been accident. told more than six times in my life that I have a remarkable um likeness to Giovanni Rubisi. You do really? Yeah, yeah, you kinda do. It's weird. Yeah. I'd have to like put you guys in if, relief. If we did if we did a side by side, I've had several times. Sure. Which is weird because yeah. I mean, you don't gonna, act like him though, because he's got a specific weird. He's got fucking, a weird thing yeah. he does. When I was a young man, I always got Brendan Fraser. Oh, and, I could totally um, see like Encino Man. And it's, like when I was in the military and was thin, and like my face was shaved, like I was yeah. clean shaven. Vince Vaughn, I got that all. Oh, the time. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. Plus, yeah. you're a big guy. And, 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 and I was tall. And the I had eyes, bags under my eyes. I had like, I the same it. thing. <laughs> so that. So you did, you thumbs up on the Watchmen, you think? Watchmen. So far, yeah. so good. So far, I so agree. good. Series premiere is fantastic, and they have that. Homegirl was great in it, too. Yes. she's. Uh, what's oh, her God, name? What's her name? I don't know. She did all like the voices in the Boondocks cartoon, and she just won fucking Oscar for Best Actress last year. Really? Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. she's a banger. Wasn't yeah. she in 227? I think she was in 227. She was in Friday as Craig's sister. Wait, what? Oh, Mary. Yeah. She was in 227 no, as a kid. She's, she's in Jerry Maguire. Yeah, she's the wife in Jerry Maguire. She's amazing. Yes, she's great. She's really good. Why the fuck? I can't remember I can't her name. Remember. Her. I, remember I love her. her. I love her. Is it she's Ta- phenomenal like a Tanya or something like no. that? She's in. Tania? Shaquanda. Regina King. Regina King. Thank that's you. what I said. I, she is fit. Did you that's say what I said? Her. You said Shaquanda. <laughs> okay, so first of all, I haven't seen this fucking show. It's oh, you haven't seen it yet. No, I haven't watched it yet. Oh, dude, and I, I want to see but, Tim Blake Nelson's um, character unfold. The guy with like the uh, shiny dude, mask. He's called LG. Yeah. Right? Looking glass. Looking glass. Yeah. And he wears a reflective mask. So oh. like everything, like they have these pods. It gets Rorschachy oh, dude, It's Rorschachy for sure. But Rorschach masks are reserved for the white supremacist. For the white supremacist seventh cavalry. Cavalry White, with the K. Or rednecking it up, fucking the things up for everybody. <laughs> it's the whole Moriarty clan. <laughs> Dude, I come from laid back California people and New England douchebags. That's <laughs> perfect. Yeah. So I, I enjoyed it too. probably my side what? of the family. Did you, <laughs> did you, did you, you said you had a comedian? I do. So we yeah. want to get into the tracks. Yeah, let's do All it. Right. Let's do so, it. So uh, uh, I was in the Comedy Central app yesterday after I watched the newest South Park and was like, oh, they're doing Comedy Central stands up or Comedy Central stand up again. There was a few episodes where they're giving these fucking comics the 30 minute specials like we used to see back in the day, dude. It was every like you had that. Well, you had the A list. You they had were shit doing like that, that. They were doing things on Comedy Central where they're doing like 15 minute spots right. yeah right like i they think that was like live get, at gotham right, right. they would do something two like comics. that where it'd be like a half hour show two comics 15 minutes yes and they yeah. just did that uh big j okerson joey diaz christina p just did that on netflix with that degenerate uh, okay which was nice. really fucking cool sweet yeah it was right yeah. they did it in vegas obviously all degenerates so but. i watched a couple of them i watched two and then the second kid and i say kid because this kid looks like he's fucking 19 he's years a old. child <laughs> his name his name is jabuki yes i know exactly you know what you're talking jabuki, about jabuki uh and he's funny jabuki uh, yeah. young white so he was on he's been on the daily show at trevor noah I doing just saw a, a spot he did he uh, so this kid is he's a minority and a minority he's like he's his parents are jamaican he's a gay kid and but he calls himself what like a mask or something he's like where you know he's <laughs> like the gay version of a girl that drinks whiskey and it's like I'm different from other girls I drink whiskey and I like hunting and football so he's like the gay dude who's like yeah no but I like you know Vin Diesel movies and shit dude you're you're, (laughs) when you're a gay multiracial guy named Jabuki 
Jabuki you Young better Lion. be funny, dog. Yeah. I you was like, with that name, be you better be hilarious or you better be a running back for the Bills. It, well, either way, yeah, yeah. for sure. So uh, I, li- I watched his whole shtick, and the first thing when he came out, though, was he did this. He comes out as like this character he's created that's like this kind of fake, woke, new kid giving like a... Um, uh, a PowerPoint presentation about okay. feminism and shit. And he has a hat tilted all weird and he comes out and he's like, all right, let's talk about feminism, everybody. And it was hilarious, I but then it the lasted premise. only like, it lasted like six, seven minutes. And then he threw the hat off and his personality changed. And I was mm. like, oh, that's a character? That was still fucking brilliant, but I'm glad he stopped because it was starting to wear thin. Right. And then he gets into his normal shit and I've got this clip here uh, called uh, Jesus be looking cute as fuck on that cross. <laughs> <laughs> So uh, let's listen Where to Jabuki. after that, Jabuki Young White. I went to Catholic school growing up, so if someone could explain sex to me after the show, uh, <laughs> I would greatly appreciate it. Uh, our sex education was basically like we were in the chapel, um, and we're like talking about sex. Sister Jean Patrice is, is leading it. Uh, I shouldn't say her name. <laughs> Sister was leading the, the sex ed talk in the chapel, and Jesus is just like on the cross, like staring at us. Um, also, Jesus be looking cute as fuck on the cross sometimes. Honestly, like, <laughs> like highlighter popping, abs right, just like. <laughs> oh yes, uh, my King of Kings. But the presentation started, Scissor took up this cup of water and she passed it to a kid. She's like, spit in that cup. And the kid's like, no. <laughs> and she's like, no, just spit in it, pass it around the room. She spits in it, passes it around the room, it gets to the last kid. And Scissor's like, now drink that. <laughs> and she's like, see, gross, right? That's your body when you have sex before marriage. <laughs> <laughs> and at the time I was like, that's dumb, that's false, that's not scientifically accurate. And then I was in the middle of a hookup the other day. We were both very drunk, and I felt drool just hit me in the eye. And I was like, sister was right. <laughs> Should have waited till gay marriage. Snatch Jesus would have protected me. No, he would have. <laughs> Kid's fucking hilarious. He blew me away, and I was like, I, I think he might be older than he looks. I think he's he might one of be those, like, like he's like 60, and he looks like yeah, he's 12. Yeah, but I just, he blew me away. I was like, who the saw- fuck did I not? And the thing I liked about the two specials I watched on Comedy Central is I'm sick of fucking seeing these giant, like, Netflix specials where they throw like eight comics, everybody's got five, six right. minutes. I want to see their half hours of material yeah. to see if they're really good. You and want see their if they... set. Exactly. The whole set. And so the the fact that I'm seeing these on Comedy Central again makes me super stoked that I'm going to get to get more content right. without having to sift through a bunch of shitty fucking hour specials or like these, like Tiffany Haddish has her, they ready fucking right. like, here's 18 mediocre comics. Right. Well, it it it's really cool that you have this new wave of... God, we're in uncharted waters, guys, when it comes to entertainment in general. Now you've got a biracial, gay, fuck it. You know what I'm saying? Like, the 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 subject matter that's available mm-hmm. now, mm-hmm. which is, it's unprecedented. Not only do we have the internet taking over the entire universe, but, which is constant source of material. Yep. Uh, but it's, it, it's really interesting that the old-timey comics, like, 
I don't want to call like Bill Burr an old timey comic, but the, the the classic joke set up on the angry, disgruntled white man comics. Yeah. I wonder how many of those are going to be around in 10 years. Like we're looking at the new wave of this is what funny is going to be. Yep. It's not just self-deprecating. It's not my wife. Oh, my goddamn kids. It's not right. those tropes and those kind of things that we grew up watching with all the comedians we loved. Mm. And they did them well. Yes. This is like... It's going to be interesting over the course of the next five to ten years if I haven't drunk myself to death yeah. um, to see what's going to happen and with, for the longest with time, what funny is. For the longest time with women comics and minority comics like this, it was like, oh, well, you know, only this percentage of the population is in this boat. So right. that's your audience only. They it's forget so that now, yeah. now as soon as they started to realize with like captain marvel doing so well oh shit a bunch of dudes we're stoked to go see fucking captain marvel it's not like their audience was only chicks same right. thing with this guy i can still relate and 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 see what he's saying and understand it, even though i don't see from his perspective i dig and i laugh at the perspective sure right those lines are blurred now though right i mean there used to be definitive lines i know the you started funny. fucking dudes recently you know yeah <laughs> exactly hey that colton He's hey, a, he's hey, a manipulative hey, motherfucker. You use his well, I mean, name. Speaking of which, I mean, just his first name. Just like in anything, <laughs> you know, the cream rises, right? So, like, <laughs> was that a that was a come that, that was not a, was a double entendre. Okay. <laughs> oh wait, no, it was super a double entendre. <laughs> <laughs> double your entendre. Hey. Um, no, but the cream rises. Like, like the material in a weird way becomes immaterial because you ultimately have to be well thought out, written. Yes. Right. Not only that, worked out. Do the yeah. job. Yeah. Get out there. You know what I mean? So, like, you're talking about a guy like Bill Burr. Like, Bill Burr does the job. Yes. Mm -hmm. He does the job. You know what I mean? So, the Bill yeah. Burrs, I don't think are going to go anywhere. You know and what Bill I mean? Burr's like many... upper echelon. Like, we're not talking, but we're talking about all the little, all the little Bill Burr clones that still get to play rooms and still get, probably get their own special every now and again that not a lot of people see. All his little, like, you know, yeah. copies, they're going to go away. Right. You're still well, going like, to have the Bill Burr. Aaron and I grew up in an era where, like, the ultimate stand up comic from, like, as the stand up comic, stand up comic was probably prior. Jerry Seinfeld. Yeah, or prior. I because mean, I would, and, and, I and what I mean prior. by that is the guy that's gonna like stand in front of the brick wall and just fucking tell fucking jokes. And he's yeah. Now that's a those guys are dinosaurs. That's what I'm saying. You know what I mean? But that was what everybody grew but up. Jerry Seinfeld be. was so such a craftsman at it. Yeah. Oh, dude, you're, you know you're talking mean? words. He was just Smith. a fucking pro. He's he's a wordsmith. He's you know? that surgery. Jesus Christ! I, if you listen to people like that, no stand up com other stand up comics that have been in that world forever and ever, you know who they say is the funniest fucking person they've ever seen in their lives? Jay Leno. Jay Leno, yeah. right? They're like that guy killed. He kills beyond like anybody and else. Didn't and curse. apparently, like, Jay Leno could go in, in any room, building, anytime, like any and just he crush. still does. He, he crushes. For that's what I understand. And I was he goes like, up every week. I, the only stand up I've ever seen from Jay Leno is when my stepdad and my mother who were notorious for buying like time life fucking like DVD collections. And one was all of the improv. It was all old video from the eighties and the early nineties right. at, at the improv. Yeah, at the improv. And it was like, it's Tim Allen, fucking Jerry Seinfeld, fucking right. dice, fucking right. Ray Romano, everybody. Right. And Jay Leno was on there. And I remember being really fucking funny. And I'm like, Hey, why is he terrible on the fucking tonight show? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He was awful. But he was it's awful. vanilla. That was man. That's, I mean, so like, I guess the circle around, like a kid like this who is obviously super talented, super funny, he's breaking into like different territories. Exactly. You know, different that, that was kind that. of what I was getting at. Ultimately, though, 
he's going to have to do the fucking jokes work. Jokes are jokes, dog. Jokes yeah. are jokes. And yeah. he's yeah. been doing the work. So like yes. I said, he's been on Trevor. He's been on the Daily Show. He with has. Trevor Noah. He's getting some he's, pub now. This this guy looks really young, but he's done this. He's done yeah. parts of the routine I saw on on Jimmy Fallon on the Tonight Show. He's been invited back like three times. Yeah. So right. and he's he, funny as hell. So now that I see him on Comedy Central, I'm like, it's not very long till we get there's, a fucking special. There's a from big this kid. push by comics to completely abandon late night. Yeah. yeah, there's exactly. like there's like a big internal like if you're listening to like everybody's podcast, Jimmy Kimmel, they get and nothing out of it. Yeah. They get nothing, nothing out of it. They don't, it. They don't know. It would be better for them to spend an hour to do a podcast with sell more tickets. Well, it's crazy way thing different. Is, than that used to be how you would people, do it. Yeah. More if you people, could get that nobody's spot watching on anymore. Back in the day, that was your Letterman, Carson. That was your career. So the older audience that still watches it on TV when it's on watches that, but the younger audience, tons of people watch the clips from those shows. On YouTube, Jimmy Fallon, Seth right. Meyers, but, and uh, but say, Jimmy Kimmel all get tons of views on those. But say, for instance, if you were to look at this guy and say, "Enter," you know, you do a search for Jabuki, right? Yeah, and all the thumbnails pop up. You're not clicking on the late night, the Fallon one. No, because you you're know clicking it's, on the 20 yeah. minute at fucking ha ha's in Tennessee or whatever. Which the, that's you know what going away too. Thank God for comedians because you have to lock up your fuck. I've been to comedy shows three times in the last five years and when every you time. have to, to get your phone out. Yeah. yeah. So they give you this little like digitally locked bag that you put your phone in. Right. And then when you walk through the door, it just locks and you can't get it out. So you, if you want to use your phone, you just walk back out and as soon as you go through the threshold of the door, it, it opens unlocks. up. So you, Good. So that way they don't take your phone from you. Where, where, where was that when Louis gave his last fucking thing that he did when, oh, when they recorded uh, it. It was, he was just seller, working think, out fucking material and the guy gets yeah. fucking shredded for no reason, yeah, but yeah. whatever. There was um, a, there was an episode of the Larry Sanders show. Oh, such a perfect show. Back at, so good. It's by far one of my favorite shows. Of and all time. a lot of it you is. guys out there listening may not know Larry Sanders show. This was like pre Curb Your Enthusiasm. Yep. This was kind pre of office. This was kind of the only it. thing of its kind ever. And like it wasn't necessarily framed to look like a documentary right. but it had that feeling of a fly on the wall uh, well, perspective right. and it. it was Judd Apatow that was like yeah. the main producer directed I think some of the episodes did yeah. a lot of the writing how did he turn uh, into Gary such Chandler. a kind and by writing by writing you mean like the bullet points because this is also yeah, when they started doing you got Jeffrey Tambor you got oh, fucking God. all Rip that Torn. cast it's all I mean Rip Torn it's won all the Emmy every year for yeah. fucking seven years Absolutely. I, think, right? I mean he was yeah that, the guy was, you mean Rip Torn of Freddie Got Fingered Rip Torn I'm thinking Rip Torn of defending <laughs> so, your life, Rip Torn. We were talking about late night shows, and eventually that was the framing of the Larry Sanders show is that he was the other guy that wasn't Letterman, that wasn't Leno. Right. But he and he was, was you know, also ran. Yeah. He, but he was, you know, very much in competition with those guys, and he was in yes. that world, which is kind of very autobiographical for it him because is, yeah. he was the, he had the Gary he was Shanley supposed, show. He was supposedly going to get the Tonight Show. Yeah. Right. You know, right. a lot of people and were supposed the, to get the Tonight Show. Yeah. They made a whole fucking wrote a book and made a movie right. about the oh, Letterman yeah. Leno thing, the oh, late, yeah. the late absolutely. Shift. Yep. So, long story short, there was a great episode. That's exactly what we're talking about. Um, where they brought on, they wanted to book um, this gay comedian, and this is back in the '90s, you know, so it could be a little more blah blah blah. And then Gary decide, or Larry decides to not put him on the show because he did the he did the bit and everything, and they're like, we we, we can't we can't air that. 
You know what I mean? Right. You know, because right. it was like it was kind of like performance arty, very funny, very cool, but it was very gay. It was very you know, like and, that, and they just didn't even want and to how touch they, it. And the, the 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 funny way that the show turns out is that Jay Leno ends up snatching the guy up, putting him Put on the it, show, and, and then making it. Larry look like a complete <laughs> asshole because he oh, refused to air it. And, yeah, and it was probably such a, a great episode. That's it's one of the best episodes of that awesome. show. Yeah, and you don't. Awesome. I mean, how many seasons are there? Four or five of the uh, six. There's Six. six of them and it was oh wow yeah, I, that I show is resp- that. that show is responsible for the uptick in people caring about hbo based content oh because you had like question. you had the dream on which is marginal at best awful with what's his face i, I was honest, a big I, fan. I thought that brian ben ben yeah god <laughs> fucking whatever happened to that i just guy. remember <laughs> i just remember that coming i remember being like it's late I think at night just, i'm gonna go look on the premium channel see if there's some could, titties right and it's dream on and there are titties but they're like awkward titties i didn't want to see and then the jokes aren't good yeah if you want to find Brian Ben Ben, let's order up some DoorDash from Denny's. And and he'll bring it. <laughs> I was going to say that motherfucker Dang. served me calamari last night, dude. I promise you. No God. doubt about it. If um, you think you're getting an extra tip for bringing me extra syrup, dream on, pal. Dream on. Oh, get it? Brian get ben it? Because that was the show. <laughs> Yeah, so, there was weirdly awkward <laughs> titties. Right, right. I was terrible. I was terrible. <laughs> so we're gonna we're gonna move on. Thank you for that, old Jabuki, killing that game. Um, yeah, I'm you, inter- I'm like sold. I want to see this dude. You go love Jesus, yeah. dog. You do you. Um, I want to get into this guy. Um, I'm so happy he has new stuff because I've wanted to talk about him. Just as a little backstory. Uh, Number one, the kid's name is Kel Chris. Can I ask Q-U-E-L-L-E, you a quick question? E-L-L-E, Chris. Why is every video that I do from these people they have to. always say have some kind of seizure I think it's warning. a marketing thing. It's like they got to flash do. at you because so the kids will remember. The video he's playing is an 8-bit sort of feel to it. And he did the video. The thing that I like about this guy outside of him just being an absolute mercenary of an MC, he's he's done production for guys like Pharaoh Monch. He's done production for some hitters, man. So he's a producer, he's an MC, and he has the privilege of being married to what I consider, I'm going to go diamond, 1A, diamond, 1B um, of the best female MCs of Ooh. all time. Um, she's married to Jean Grey. Ooh, if you're not familiar shit. with Jean Grey... Um, you should be because you haven't listened to hip hop if you don't know who Jean Grey is. She is one of the nastiest MCs, male or female, I've ever heard in my life. She's not a she's not gonna be on Billboard, she's not gonna get, you know, that kind of pub. But the people who know know, and they give her a wide berth because she is a fucking assassin. So they're married. They just That's got married crazy. last year. They did a collab album together. That if you don't, uh, for you, those of you guys out there, I know you probably haven't listened to it. Go look up Kel Chris and Gene Kel Chris and Gene Gray. Uh, collab album that is, it's as weird and awkward and glitchy and funky as you think it's going to be because nice. they're fucking weirdos. Fuck Sonny and Cher. They're it's all about fucking these weirdos. You know, they're dressed in like the, he's like in a fucking sweater vest, like. Doing so the did she Kmart fucking, fucking did, did she give birth to the hip hop messiah? Are we gonna see this kid come up Dude, and ruin everything? If this for kid everyone? doesn't take over the game, then what have you been doing your yeah, whole life? I, I, but the thing is, he's probably gonna be like, "There's too much pressure. I must sell insurance." <laughs> yeah, he just ends up being like a like yeah. a fucking JV coach at fucking yeah. Cortez like I'm really, High. I'm really passionate about. I'm basketball. really passionate. But this shit is called uh, mind your business, and this is I want to make this my official anthem. For the rest of the year. Yeah, you don't like questions about what you're doing. I think this you, is you so well said. This track is so fucking hot. It is fun, dancey, 
trap ass ratchet awesomeness, dude. And he's not a ratchet dude. This is just a ratchet ass song. Speaking of ratchet, when is Jean Grey gonna do like a hard ass fucked up album, but call herself Dark Phoenix? Oh. Do like a like a Chris she, Gaines dude, kind of thing. Be, that wouldn't actually be the worst thing in the world. <laughs> no. Would, no, no. Can we have something good attached to the Dark Phoenix besides a comic book? Because those two movies have been fucking terrible, dude. The worst. Are you ready? Yeah, dog. Hit it, man. Mind your business, Quail. Me and my about to shot, that's what motherfuckers show. Fill a vip, fill a zip, full of motherfuckers smoke. We got brown, we got white, some motherfucking Guinness. And ain't nobody here tripping, so mind your motherfucking business. I run gang with the genie, no Chico. For the Philip Psycho Killer like Devo. That shit we burn on in the house, you better not reach for. Have a nigga praying to the Lord, to me Tebow. I ain't trying to stunt, I post in the back. Can't eat with them niggas, most of them niggas is actors. You ain't got no homies, all your homies is rappers. Mines roll for me then, nigga ride for me after. We got a big ass bomb with some big ass blunts. Why you coming around? What your bitch ass want? Talking about how you know me. No, your snitch ass don't. I done done a bunch of shit. That's your little ass won't. It's me and mine, about to shine. That's a motherfucking show. Feeling vip, full of zip, full of motherfucking smoke. We got brown, we got white. Some motherfucking Guinness. And ain't nobody here tripping. So, my so that's fucking fire, that's but usually what's like, up. And when you said trappy, I was like, oh God, I'm going to hate it because I don't like that yeah. style usually. But this guy, as long as the lyrics are less lazy, which these are fucking dope. Dude, how motherfuckers so kneeling Timmy Tebow. Oh. <laughs> you just like that because Broncos are horrible. Yeah, are pretty much Thank two and six. Me. How's that feel? Horrible. Um, I kind of want to hit you with a chair. <laughs> Bobby, give me that broken chair. <laughs> My chair has not broken today, I believe. No, not yet. Out. There's still time, sir. But anyway, <laughs> that 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 Kel Chris or Quell Chris, it should be Kel. That's the way it should be. But I don't know what he calls himself. Fire though. Go look this guy up. He had a he had a uh, he had a a group that he did with another cat. Um, that's fire as well. Yeah. But go go down the rabbit hole on that kid, guys. Yeah, he's, he's the, dope. I count this is under his Mellow Music group. Yeah, so Mellow Music is the label. Cool, it's, which is great because that's where, once you can find these videos yeah. and you go to the accounts showing them, is where you can find other shit. And, the algorithm and he's got, to he's got tons of shit going back years and years. I'm glad he just put this out. I love that 8-bit glitchy fucking style. God, and the fucking and video is so dope. I and just he's love doing that, that delivery shit. on purpose. Like, he's being ratchet. Yeah. He doesn't sound like that. He's a very conscious dude. But it's dope to watch him be just like some fucking <laughs> trap-ass <laughs> ratchet dude is awesome. Which, so, is a, which is a welcome change from that toothless motherfucker you had a couple weeks ago who is ratchet who, as fuck. Wiki? Uh, oh, Wiki? Come you gotta on, get Wiki. them eggs, dog. Yeah, eggs getting eggs scrambled. Eggs getting poached. Dude, I hope everybody... <laughs> honestly, all you guys out there, Bobby has a fire-ass track that he's gonna do after this. But I sincerely hope that you guys take the time. We all have it. You're on the shitter. You got nothing to do. Go down the rabbit hole and look at some of the people that we've featured all these many weeks. We 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 like what we like, granted, and it's not all like home runs per se. Yeah. But these people are like worthy of your ears. Like give them a listen. They Absolutely. deserve it. They deserve it. We're why we get surrounded with garbage. Like fucking go give these kids chances, man. Bobby. You yeah. have a selection that doesn't involve a chick with weird bangs and a bass. Not true, PJ Harvey. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> this shit has happened like three times in two years. I love it. I <laughs> love it. <laughs> but tell us about these Slater Wilcox um, sessions. So. <laughs> <laughs> 
when I'm not listening to Riot Girls <laughs> or Nick Cave <laughs> or Nick Cave, I I'm sitting alone to, in the dark, uh, crying. But I have the most eclectic tastes you do. You do. that yeah, I bring to this podcast. We, we have no the, and I take everything but bluegrass. We have, <laughs> we have everything. We have the fortune of having Bobby's Dude. music library online that we get yes. to listen to, and it's it's everything from the B Boys to. Fucking, you know, cannibal corpse. It's yeah, like for it's sure. everything well, and everything else that you listen to. One of us like steals like <laughs> before. I like to mix cannibal ox with cannibal oh, corpse. Oh. Just throw that shit on random. Wow. What yeah. if you did a mashup and it's like corpse ox? Oh shit. Dude, does that come with Thorazine where you can like cannibal fucking ox. inoculate yourself? By the way, Cannibal Ox is another MC we've never talked about on the we have, show. We've never cannibal talked about Ox him. Cannibal Ox is a goddamn assassin, uh, dog. Murder. Murder. Anyway. Murder. Uh, Josh Holm? Anybody heard of never him? Never heard of him. Okay. Uh, so I just little... worked with his dad. Never so wait, he's the this... guy that did the Daily Show before John Stewart, right? Oh, exactly. Because <laughs> him and Craig Kilborn, Kilborn look <laughs> alarmingly similar. <laughs> they sometimes actually they do, do look yeah. except there's a foot difference a between them. Oh, there is. Actually, the first Kilborn's time, kind of a tall guy too. Josh it, yeah. is a giant. Josh is six six. Yeah. Fir- yeah. he can do whatever he wants because he is married and fucking my dream. Brody home. Yeah. Just saying. Otherwise known yeah. as Brody Doll. Otherwise known as the lead singer. Of Distillers. The fucking Distillers. Um, Maybe maybe the hottest maybe the hottest the future Mrs. Brandaris. Maybe the hottest oh no female musician of all time. You were gonna marry Brody Dahl, yeah, I would fucking murder you. I know you would. I know I would make sure that didn't happen. As long as I it was after the honeymoon, I'd be chill. (laughs) (laughs) Because at that point, what the fuck is he living for? You know, you know Um, Josh is ripping that shit up. Yeah, but Bobby's not just killing you, he's pulling he's cutting your face off, pulling it over his face and going back in and and giving me banana fingers. (laughs) Every single thing that happens Uh, after that would be really weird. It would be So, Desert Session. Tell us about Desert Session. So, Josh, as you guys know, uh, we've talked about it on the podcast. We have. We've done some queens. Um, So, he was uh, one of the originators of Caius Mm -hmm. um, out in the Palm Desert. And moved moved on to do Queens of the Stone Age. Crushed it. (laughs) So, and I... I want to say it was 1997, they started doing these Desert Session albums where he would bring in some of his favorite people, musically yeah. speaking or just personally speaking, and they would hang out, get fucked up, and they just jam and make songs. And he's had some luminaries on there. I yeah. mean, obviously, we've always talked about like PJ Harvey, uh, mm-hmm. Mark Lanigan's one of my mm-hmm. all time favorites. Uh, that's, that's Bobby's boy right you there. Know? And it's really cool because. Some of the stuff that they've done I of mean, screaming trees, like if you don't know, oh yeah, yeah, yeah if you don't is, know, who but Mark he's Lanigan got a is, great a single career as a as an Seattle artist. Seattle scene legend. He's a legend, dude. He's uh, right up there. Like, the guy was literally, addicted to heroin at fourteen years old. Right. Well, you gotta be. He's you know? he's he's <laughs> one of it. the few guys. Even though Nirvana is Nirvana, he's probably one of the few guys. If you were to talk to people back then in Seattle, he was bigger than like. Cobain oh no, for sure. And Cornell, like Lanigan was like the no, Lanigan was established. Yeah, he was like sure. he was probably dismissive. He's almost like yeah, he's <laughs> that's almost why like, he didn't. He, they you didn't become I mean? Nirvana because someone's like, well, this guy's so strung out that we can kind of mold him into whatever we want. Right. This guy's going to be a problem. And he was like Buzz from the Melvins, like yeah. status, yeah, very much just so. like all my, so. you know. And, and in a very cool way, these desert sessions have kind of so. Not only did Mark Lanigan come on and write one. One of the greatest songs called The Hanging Tree. Yeah. They ended up putting it on a Queen's album that then 
Josh goes a step further and just says, Mark, why don't you just be in my band? Wow. He ended up doing two albums, I believe, with Queens of the Stone Age and has contributed, you know, a lot to their legacy. PJ yeah. Harvey, same fucking same thing. Same thing with Peter. She P- comes on sessions. They do uh, Make It With You. Such, uh, a, that, such a banger, dude. Oh, that is a banger. It's so fun. Banger. Yeah. I mean, I think if I got to sleep with PJ Harvey while that song was playing, it would rip a hole in the universe. <laughs> it would probably end all existence. That would be crazy. <laughs> it's like a black hole. All you could see that is the back of your own head. And that's and then not you a die. testament to like my ability in the bedroom. I just think it's a weird confluence of events that would happen. And oh, it would rip everything apart. Yeah, Paula Jean, dude, with you her know, strokey Paul, face. You with her, like, palsy. Oh. Oh. You're saying we'd all just float away like cash bowls in the wind, <laughs> like fucking <laughs> Avengers in GameStop. <laughs> palsy. So, like, they, they she started to drink shit water, in... but she can sing like a motherfucker. <laughs> she can't. She's a she beast. She's so horrible. If you look at the photos of her on, on online, it's always like a little bit of water on the left side. Just, for a, sure. just a little That's fucked up, dude. <laughs> it's little, the right little side, little by the way. Oh, I'm sorry. Well, it looks left when you're uh, using the way, cameras. By the way, you guys are, <laughs> if she hears this, she's never going to fuck me. Sorry, Bobby. Bobby, there's no way you're fucking PJ Harvey without some GHB and a pistol. So, <laughs> with chlor- that's just in case she wakes like up <laughs> with, with, without Jess holding a knife to her throat. Yeah, yeah exactly. sure. That's uh, part of it. Fuck Bobby you, can't, ass bitch. Bobby can't keep it hard unless Jess has got a throat to who, a knife to a knife throat to whoever throat he's Somebody, it's part of it. I get it. Dark. Get it. All right, so let's listen to this shit. What's Darkness. this one called? This is volume eleven and twelve okay. of the Desert Sessions. Started in nineteen ninety-seven, so we're you know we're twenty-two in. fucking years. Of Josh doing these collaborations, putting out stuff. I'm not gonna lie to you. I have not. It's officially not even released yet, so I have not had a chance to listen to all the songs. Oh wow! This is their first is official cool. release. Oh, this uh, is Crucifier. this is cool. Um, I've heard m- most of this song, but you so haven't dug. We're in. gonna kind of. I have not dug into this. Okay. And, and it's Crucifier spelled with fire, F I R E at the end. Yes. Crucifier. I like Crucifier. Fire. I like it. Fire. <laughs> Play that shit. Feeling high and tight. So I like that. I like a lot. It. That's a great track. It Super has a Super fun, dude. It's just fun. fun. Up tempo yeah. rock and roll song. Um there's reminds less of me those a these lot days of... and I love it when that good shit comes out because that's just not they don't sell it. It doesn't sell anymore. This is these guys are doing this because they want to and they have 100%. to. hundred percent. Right. But and you that's made not, a good that's point. not Josh singing on the song. No. Um that's Mike Kerr from uh Royal Blood. Royal Blood. Oh, okay. Which is a really cool, fun indie rock band. And what were you what were you gonna say, by the way? Which part? Like, like no, you you had a you, no <laughs> which part that we all Godzilla. I know. <laughs> totally. Um, no, we no. all didn't. 
You had a chudster. Well, it's all good. I'll edit it so I don't sound like such an asshole, and then nobody cares. Chudzilla. 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 Just stomping over Uh, Tokyo. No, you had a you had a good point, and now I can't remember it because we've Uh, already gone down that road. It it reminds me. uh, Reminds me a lot. Yeah, eagles. Eagles of death metal. Um, Oh, I fucking love eagles of death. Yeah, Yeah, it's very similar. How many many albums does Eagles have now? Uh, Three or four? Three or four? I think three. Three, I want and to say unfortunately, his buddy, Josh's buddy that founded that band, and Josh, by the way, played drums yeah. Yeah. on some of those albums, which is really fucking weird to think Josh Holmes well, playing drums on your album. It's infuriating to think that that guy just can go, oh, I'm just going to go play nah, this. I'll just play your drums. I'll it's just fine. play drums. It's fine. I'm a great singer and guitar player, but I'm just going to play drums. Yeah, songwriter. Sure, <laughs> fucking asshole. But, uh, but anyways, does it does have that that up tempo mm-hmm. kind of fun rock and roll vibe that Eagles of Death Metal has? Absolutely. Um, but yeah, Mike Kerr. If you, and by the way, you guys haven't listened to Royal Blood. I mean, no, give them a fucking so, listen. They've had a couple solid. of really fantastic rock albums. Indie rockers, I guess, is what you would call them. But yeah, cool Alt. stuff. And I'm just always happy when Josh Holm puts out new material. No, when anytime he puts out uh, anything, and he's, what he's what he's saying he's most excited about is the fact that Billy Gibbons from ZZ Top is so, doing one of these songs so with him. So rando, dude. And, and I'm like, it. okay. And I'm super excited to hear that because he's over the moon about it. And there's a YouTube video. We probably could even throw up a link about that. Uh, pointing to, it's just Josh kind of going track by track, talking yeah, okay. about all the artists oh, and going dope, song dope. by song. That's cool. Um, so, yeah. <clears throat> The, nice. Ma- I gotta check that shit out. We could throw that on social or something. Maybe it's yeah, funny. You, you can. You're on. You can, you're on Facebook. I'm yeah, on Instagram. That's how we're gonna do it now. I'll handle Instagram. You handle Facebook okay. since you're not as much of an you Instagram can, dude. You can hear the Billy. I, like I know this sounds weird, especially if, if you guys are like uh, have listened to a lot of Queens of the Stone Age or Caius. I hope you've listened to Caius because yeah. if you haven't, you're a wasting you're your life. Dumb. But that old stoner blues rock. When you say Billy Gibbons and you think about ZZ Top, because ZZ Top's a band, but Billy Gibbons as a guitar player is is renowned. Like yes. every guitar player bows to no Billy joke. Gibbons. So, but you can hear almost the influence Little of man. that bluesy twelve bar blues. Like, Definitely in like, the old stuff, the kind of stuff, and, and, and the, the early sa- and Queen. the sound of his guitar. Yeah. So it's more than that. Like a guitar player, it's not just what you're playing. It's the sound of your guitar. Like mm-hmm. different guitar players have a sound. Like Di- I don't know why this jumped to my head. Like Dimebag Daryl, yeah. Pantera. Oh yeah. His sound is Dimebag. Like that's his. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Page. That's his yep. sound. Jimi Hendrix. So Carlos he's Santana, one of those guys. Like all the greatest guitarists, you'd know it's them. Yeah, five Santana's Satch. Satch. Joe Satriani. That's so surfy. That boy was kidding. I never, I never got like. What was his name? The also the German dude, Mal. Uh, oh God, Malmuse. Uh, God damn it! The I'm, second you said it, it flew you out. You know of what my I'm brain. saying? Right? I know exactly <laughs> okay. what you're talking about. Oh, Ingve Malmsteen. Ingve Malmsteen. There was a, there was a kids. There was a period of music <laughs> where there were just shredders that would come out with albums, True. and Ingve Malmsteen was one of the yeah, shredders. Joe sure. Satriani was Satch one of those was, yeah. uh, shredders. Uh, Al Dimiola was another snatch. shredder right. guy, and it was just guitar playing vi stevie, stevie vi don't forget about stevie Who vi played in a band yes. actually for a second but <laughs> steve vi i actually served 
I, being the uh, general manager of Baskin Robbins, yes, I'm rubbing it in your faces. As a young man, served his son, Firevi, and his wife. His used kid's to come name in. is Fire? Firevi. Let me guess. All two scoops of gold medal ribbon. Uh, <laughs> nah, they're little, they're little Chucky Chippies. Oh, they were Chucky Chippy just kids. Just very plain. Very plain, dude. His dad, his dad had enough heat. He didn't need to get <laughs> bubble um, gum If we could go cream. on a quick 20-second tangent, because yes, I sir, don't want to talk that. about this more than 20 seconds. <laughs> uh, Steve Vai yes. showing up at, in Crossroads. Crossroads. Rap That's it. <laughs> That's it. One of my favorite the best cameo movie memories of all time. Wait. Steve Vai comes out and just starts shredding. Ralph Macchio was in that Britney Spears movie, Crossroads? It, <laughs> I'm going to punch you right in the dick. Your there was massive a terrible Hawks Britney Spears movie bruise. called Death Mouth. No, I know. no, we all get that, and we're going to have a and, vote and I hate after you. this episode. To see what uh, come back. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, watch and we're Crossroads, too. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You can, yeah. uh, so good. Britney and, Spears. And we're going to yeah, give you banana fingers later. Yeah, give me the... Are the we all media Sportsman up? like. I think we're media up right now. Yeah, so we we're are. Gonna, I think it's time to take a break. Is I think it, it's about that time. Is it right a now. time for our sponsor? Yes, Who's responsible break, for the sponsor? Before we go on break, we'd like to bring you a word from our sponsor. This episode is brought to you by Flacco Family Dog Shampoo. <laughs> Bathe your beagle in mediocrity. So before we get to the third and final article about the tortilla chip arsonist, lest he has some crazy other shits like, by the way, he had 13 bodies and then we'll talk about it again. But this is going to be the last chapter. But before that, we want to do what most podcasters don't do. We're going to talk about another Another podcast. podcast. (laughs) And and rightfully so. Um, So last week. Uh, Rogan, I don't know if you guys have heard of Joe Rogan, but short uh, ball Rogan, fierce. He has Rogan, a podcast. This Rogan guy, I've been hearing things <laughs> about the guy no, from he News only Radio? has like seven million fucking subscribers. Yeah. But <laughs> Fear Factor, but, dude. Yeah, that guy. That guy. Um, oh. Yeah, the, wait, the same guy was on News Radio. No, the guy with the the, the fucking, UFC dude. Yeah, the TRT head guy. <laughs> you mean yeah, the guy? Huge head. Or as Bobby huge refers head. to him, the guy from the good season of the Man Show. Oh, <laughs> there was that one season um, with Stanhope. Oh, wow. Yeah. What a train wreck. But um, Rogan had on Edward Snowden, and now we all know who Edward Snowden is, famous whistleblower, the guy that basically br- aired out the fact that the government is recording everything. and watching everything that you've ever done and everywhere you've ever been um, without being too like conspiracy theorist about it, like Big Brother's watching, he literally blew the lid off and the cover off of that, who subsequently um, is now obviously wanted uh, by mm-hmm. the United States currently, and I think unrightfully so, in my yeah. opinion. But he is stuck in Russia. In exile. He was going yep. to go to Latin America, and they revoked his visa, so he basically got stuck in Russia, where he's living a normal life as much as you can. He's not like he's not like a, a, a Assange in, in a fucking embassy. He's, yeah. he's living a life in Russia, and he makes money by doing interviews. So he's very fucking clean and crisp on his fucking... When he does stuff like this, 
he's probably said these things a hundred times. Um, so Rogan was basically letting him talk for two and a, for almost three hours. Yep. It was super enlightening. If you're not familiar with his story, whether you, whether you, um, uh, approve of what he did yeah. or not, I think it's important that we all listen. Uh, yeah. That's why there was a movie as some people may have seen the movie with right. Joseph Gordon, yes. which was yes. okay from what I hear. I never saw it. Yeah. And I don't know how accurate it is because I mean, this was the first time. I've heard him speak for almost three hours and Rogan did a great job letting him talk. He basically went down the list. So he was talking about what happened. And of course he was asking him all the questions. The thing that was interesting, again, if you don't know, was blowing the lid off the government's overwatch on Mm -hmm. us and Uh, how it's changed throughout the course of data mining. Um, and Bobby's an IT guy. So I thought especially you would be very interested in hearing because he I thought Edward Snowden was like a, an analyst for the yeah. CIA. Apparently, he was working with cross boundaries with FBI, CIA, NSA. He worked at NSA for a while, even during 9-11, which was a really interesting part of what he was talking about, was because he's not a conspiracy guy. Like, he basically came out and said, I never saw anything on aliens. I don't think it was an inside job. Like, But he did bring up an interest, a couple interesting points that I wanted to touch on. Was number one, what, he went down this rabbit hole on what happened the day of 9-11. Yeah. He was working at NSA headquarters, and he said the thing that he will always remember and struck him more than anything was the fact that they evacuated during a time of crisis. Their first mission was to leave, and he had a huge um, problem with the fact that we're supposed to be the guys looking and making sure everybody's okay and they were gone everything that they do informs every movement forward which would explain maybe a little bit of the fucking shit the logistical shit show that happened for days after i mean aside from doing oh they were running drills and doing all the bullshit that actually occurred on that day it was he you could feel him how like upset he was about the fact that he couldn't reconcile We're supposed to be protecting everybody behind our computers, and we're the first ones leaving. They got sent home. Yeah, they basically said, everybody evacuate. So you're essentially telling all the police during a time of when you need policing to go home. Well, you need information. Yes, Yes. and they were the 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 providers of the information. Exactly. They're the ones that provided all of the key information that should have prevented that from fucking happening and everybody ignored. And so we won't go down too far because could we could do a whole podcast about that podcast, but the one thing that I took away, because I was actually, I had my, my notebook out and I was trying to take notes during it, Sean, you were saying like you 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 know a lot of the I've stuff seen, that he said. I've seen ten minute to like thirty minute interviews with Edward right. Snowden over the last like five six years, right? Um, and so I've I'd heard a lot. He got way more in depth with certain shit, like especially with uh, AT and T. Like that was something I hadn't heard about how AT and T works so closely with the NSA and things like that. So if you've had an AT and T phone and you were born after like nineteen eighty seven, they have everything. They have ever every done. communication that you've ever had with anybody think about and that. your movements think and about your that. movements and this isn't this isn't partisan this started with bush continued with obama and is now continuing not with Trump. partisan at all exactly. this is this right. is just what government is now yes so it's not a left or right thing but the thing that stuck out the most to me and i've never really kind of put it or thought about it in these terms was the fact that he said the fact that you get charged with whistleblowing 
and espionage, like what he was doing. The only way to make the charge stick is if you're telling the truth. Right. Mm -hmm. So think about that. So yeah. you're getting charged with telling the truth. Yeah. So if he was lying, there'd be no case. Mm -hmm. So the fact that they're pursuing him yeah. means that it's true. Yes. They're unknowingly confirming yeah. everything that yeah. he said with the fact that they're going after him. And yes. I've never thought about it on those terms. Right. That was very interesting to me to go, this is the only thing that I could think of where telling the truth gets you in trouble. Oh, yeah. It, 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 which is crazy, but I've never put it in those terms. I yeah. thought I mean, it was we've had whistleblowers in the past that uh, have like, yeah, but then they get disappeared. Well, dude. Yeah, and and they're like, oh well, the Roswell, this is what happened in Roswell right, or whatever, right, right. and then they're like, who gives a shit? Right, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah. it, but there's still, and there are guys that he was going down kind of the the grocery list of other whistleblowers that came out like right before he mm -hmm. did. And these are people you might not know or you may know, but. And they, the, that, he was saying how he saw it happen to them. So that's why it took, because people always ask him, what took you so long? And he literally and was forget, just in a like, fucking quandary. Yeah, and you're man. like, where he the fuck? He's like, look where I am. I can't go back home. And all of my family, friends, never, pretty much never going to see him again. And that's why I can't understand why somebody would ask him. Why did it take you so long? I, and I, I understand the fact that you don't give up. There's a reason why things are classified and you don't yeah. say what you because, I mean, God knows how much power those people have. And he said that he was like, I there's I agree that there are exactly. things that need to be classified. But when it comes to what is affecting Americans, especially at home, right? Like if it was surveillance on Americans as soon as they leave the United States, like you're running the surveillance this is, on people when they go out of state. Just this for is you. your I get that mom. a little bit, even though that's a little too fucking much. It's a little. But when you're do yeah, you're doing but it's understandable. And this all happened because of the fucking wonderful Patriot Act. If anybody has wants some terrible reading, they actually Ugh. released it. And I remember seeing it at Barnes and Noble, and my buddy bought it, and he let me borrow it, trying to read the Patriot Act, just being like, "How the fuck is this public knowledge, and people are okay with this?" And shit? the fact that they got one whole day to look at it, yeah, and it was midnight, like when yep. they did the fuck, it was pretty on sketch. Midnight my, on purpose. My yeah, exactly. My 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 question to you guys is: When you think of this guy, yeah. How do you think of him? I think of him as an American fucking hero. That's what I do yeah. as well, man. I'm like, I, you needed, and honestly, the crazy part is, is that even after all of this, and even after the clear view that it, the only reason they pursue him so hard is because this shit's all true. The truth. But the idea that we're at a point in our society where this phone, which I know is tracking me, and this is the portal yep. for the government to do everything, I'm still so fucking addicted to it. And it it's doesn't my matter. You're willing to safe. give it up. Nobody's like, if this had happened in the 1950s, people would have stormed the fucking White House right. and burned it to the ground. Right. But no. <laughs> now people are, we're just, we've gotten society sated to the point where it's just like, no, they're on, they're in their little happy place. They've got all these Marvel movies. They've got their fucking yeah. phones. They've yeah. got their technology. They don't have to go to the store. They can just say, Alexa, paper towels, bitch. And then they're fine. Like, they don't care that all that For technology sure. is going to be the undoing of their privacy and their individuality and they're willing to trade that out for the instant gratification apparently and and we are i'm talking I'm we too. all have I'm cell like, phones out right now yeah like where was who was obama's uh national security advisor uh, her name was rice condoleezza um, not condoleezza she gets that a lot susan but, rice uh susan rice right Thank you. sorry um the other rice so like i saw a recent interview with her and she was talking about the the snowden issue and i mean from her perspective, she considers him a traitor very much. Yeah. Like she literally says, this oh, man yeah. is a traitor. Oh, yeah. 
Now, I it, I'm and I, and I can be devil's advocate in that context. Abs- there's a case to be made because yes. if you're let's if you're an intelligence officer in the United States and you do all this work day in day out and you're working 60 hour weeks and you're gathering all this information and you're trying to keep it both and then just Snowden just fucking opens up the floodgates. 100. Yeah, but did they like, stop? Have they stopped so doing all it this? It becomes stuff? a very contextual no. like perspective right like you're you're just like well fuck yeah this guy just undid all the shit that we've been doing for 10 years or right. whatever right. so did i can understand oh i guess for the specific way, things that he blew the whistle it, you know, on because yeah. there were details i guess you could argue that he could have left out but how do you prove how, how are you right without actually bringing up I, I, and again to be devil's advocate for her like yeah. or or intelligence officers like they know more than we know about like where that information ended up exactly mm-hmm. who got it what right. what has been the impact of and they might even you know they might be able to say like well what yeah, he they did caused this, this 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 and but, this but they can't do that because then they'd be in breach of as course well. yeah. but it's an overall perspective too of saying like okay that's very true and that's probably very real but like what is the overall impact of maybe he he came out and 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 change the way we're going to look at information going forward 100 percent. so you know that, what i mean and that so that's the, the sean answered it he said like we you know he considers him an american hero and that it's very so. difficult for me not to say that as well i understand that he took an oath he breached that oath but that for me seems more like the you're you're missing the point type sure. of type of yeah. conversation yeah, yeah, of course like it's one of those things where like oh my um, I had a guy come into my house and kill my family and in turn I killed him. So I, it's, I, I, yes, it was not, it, it was not necessarily legal or not honorable to do, but necessary right. in my eyes. Like it, cause after he came out and said all that and, and basically blew the lid off, nothing's been the same. He changed yes. the dynamic of how we live because he just told the truth and it's it, it's a very interesting dichotomy for me yeah it's a very it, sure. I, I battle myself thinking about yeah. that and it's not like you said earlier it's not an assange thing no, no. it isn't which it, was it's very totally partisan different. and totally very different. vindictive even absolutely you know? there was definitely venom on the end of his sword yeah. you yeah. know the, he but you j- know i mean I, I you know i served in the military and i mm-hmm. you know i had a top secret clearance and i had all that stuff right? right and i knew that that always came along with a very you know a responsibility mm-hmm. right you know and right. it, it, you know you do uh struggle with that I could I couldn't imagine. You know what I, I mean? Honestly like, couldn't imagine. And, and, and I'm not saying like just because I had a top secret clearance doesn't mean I knew anything. Like right, you know, right, right. Because they th- just it doesn't. Because he, he also spoke to that. He's like, it's not always the people that you think it is. It's people that they did the background checks for. There could be somebody who has no degree, none of this. Like you'd think that they he just, didn't have a degree. No, he didn't have a degree. He had a GED. And th- sometimes they need <laughs> to give that to you so that you can be a utility guy and help. But they're like, oh shit, we need to grab Bobby, and he's yeah. we got to give him a really quick briefing. Yeah. Need a body, um, but you need that clearance to just hold right. the position, right? Right. right. So it was, it was interesting. Probably whether you use it or not. Exactly how I got mine. If you, <laughs> if you guys haven't listened to it, you're interested in oh, I don't know the world. Um, uh, Jesus. Well, there's a Could lot you of sound people more that condescending to our well, audience. Well, no, there, no. I'm just saying I that was actually a dig on somebody in particular. Yeah. But um, <laughs> fuck you. Um, but. <laughs> But what I'm saying is a lot of us are all caught up in our phones, like you would the aforementioned fucking zombie phone thing that we all do. But 
if you're interested in that, I highly recommend listening yeah, to that. If you definitely. don't know his story, um, if, or you know, I, I think it's important. It's an important story. Just I for agree. the sake it of is. that. It's um, one of the most important stories in modern history. In modern is, history. It's not the most important. You know, and this it's definitely the most important in the last decade. This guy's walking around. He can't come back. And he said if he could be assured of having a fair trial, he would come back and stand and, trial. And face. But yeah. he knows there would, there, there would be no the, way the quickest trial of all time. He Death, would step and at this point, probably, he'd be so, putting stocks. In but it. I think it's an interesting <laughs> conversation to to have um because th- that's where we're at we right are now. sentencing you to five banana fingers about five dude not five please i can only take a three banger dude Absolutely. <laughs> yeah i can only bowling ball dude. three max <laughs> <laughs> so sean let's talk about uh the to- what, what were you calling them? the torch so last week we fucked it up yeah, dude. So this week we're going back to the third installment, the Return of the King version of the Return of the Jet, the Return of the King of the Creatures Ghost. What? The- wow. <laughs> what are you doing right now? Thank God you edit this because <laughs> that was a stream of consciousness pack of weird shit. The Return of the Returning. That's <laughs> that, that was full boat aneurysm. Smokes. A marijuana. Lot a marijuana. lot of marijuana. Yeah. yeah. He picked me up from work and we promptly drove through a red light yeah i did and i'm like <laughs> i did stop at it and then i turned left because nobody was coming yeah i stopped at the <laughs> red light and then he main. just fucking oh, said perfect okay no, here we go no that's a gimme dude it just gassed it that's katie looks gimme. at me sometimes and goes what do you do when i'm not in the car telling you hey there's a woman in the crosswalk <laughs> i'm like i don't know i just speed bumped that bitch yeah gta style bye bitch i gotta so, go get some chicken we're gonna talk about why the- you in this neighborhood girl <laughs> Mind your motherfucking business. Uh, we're going to talk about the Torchito Bandit. Yes, in this segment called Comic Con Rags. It's Comic Con Rags! Fuck you! We're back with Professor Brad Clark, accused of starting a fire at a city market in Durango last week. This is actually from the 15th, because we were supposed to do this. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, but uh, the new headline for this third article is, Fort Lewis College Professor's Arrest Raises Questions About 2008 Arson. Dun, 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 dun. So it looks like uh, there was a fire up at the school that was on the front door of a professor that Homeboy has a problem with. Wait, so he just lit the door on fire? That's what it said, that there was a fire on the... I'm like, what'd you do? Flaming bag of poop. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, Instead, what he probably did (laughs) was was print out... The classics never die. So let's go to the comments here. Aaron says, wonder if he also started the fire at Tractor Supply. Dun, 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 dun. Let's, just, let's just throw every fire started. At what the about the train fire? We, oh, shit. Son he of might a have did the 416, dog. Yeah, yeah, the next article we see, local podcasters blow the lid off of the oh my God. 416 <laughs> fire. Are we investigative journalists now? So Raymond, brilliant person Raymond here, says, he been nice, city market, don't burning everything happened. What? Wow! Stop it! Somebody, uh, that's a cipher for something. That's There's not like, really yeah, what that's he a said. that's a terrorist Those rant. Those are coordinates for a bombing, for sure, dude. That makes zero. <laughs> First sense. of all, Raymond is a bot. <laughs> There's no fucking way a human typed that face. and then hit Look at his face. Oh, buddy, do we know this guy? Let me see his no, face. He doesn't. Let me see his face. Oh, Ray, Ray. 
Oh, that kid. That kid ain't yeah, getting Ray. Oh, yeah, that guy man. didn't show up for dish today. I was wondering what she's <laughs> fucked up. Raymond, whether you're gay or straight, you've never seen genitalia you wanted to in person. <laughs> oh my god. Dude. I can tell. Uh let's go back to uh Themi or Themi. It's T-H-E-M-I says the mask of sanity fools a lot of people. Which is oh, kind of true. Just yeah. stop it though. Yeah. I was that like, did you just so see the joke? Bad. Like there was yeah, no it's a Facebook comment. You don't have to wax poetic. Ex- dude, yeah. And by the way, you oh, copy and pasted nice that. Nice turn of phrase, me. Faulkner. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Can we stop mentioning Faulkner on this podcast? Start to no, sweat thinking no. about the chapters. No, I we're going to call it. We're going to. The, new, the podcast's right. new name is Casual Faulkner Racism. Casual <laughs> Faulkner Racism. It means absolutely nothing. The sound and the fury. I bet Faulkner's come up one and a half times on this podcast. No, so last I, week, I don't know why you're getting so upset. <laughs> so uh, let's get to our cunt of the week or the cow as we're calling it uh, now. The cow. The cow. The cunt of the week and who is frequently going to be oh. the cunt of the week because of her actions on Durango Herald articles. Her name is Krista T. <laughs> Krista says, we need some real investigative journalism. Romeo and Shin seem to be stopped at high school level journalism. We need smarter questions and better writing. Wow, dude, why don't you go write something there, Krista? And that's immediately what someone says. In between your yoga mat sessions. Actually, Myrtle says, genuinely curious. Myrtle says, genuinely curious what questions you would have asked that they didn't. What did she say? Unfortunately, Krista says, there's a lot of circumstantial evidence, but nothing he ever said. Who was the prosecutor who dismissed the charges? Why wasn't she or he interviewed? Arson is relatively easy to charge. But no, according why to not interview who? him or her? Some conversation about arson and recidivism would also make for a more interesting than finger poking article they wrote. So maybe Krista has or wants homeboy's dick in her mouth. I would re- <laughs> I would reference one Mr. Bobby De Niro in Backdraft. <laughs> He did not have an easy job. What do you job. say? Pound on the door before you open it to make sure he that did it's not, not have an hot. easy job. And we didn't have to do any age modification. Yeah. And then Leah, him. Leah's response to like what we were saying before was, or you could get a job there. <laughs> Which right. should, it should say bitch good after on you, it. Leah. But it does. I read it with bitch after it. Good, yeah, good on you, sure. Leah. And, yeah. And then Krista, Krista says, they I think I know Krista. Could I see? Does Krista, she have her face? Yeah. 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 Oh, I think I know. But her. I can't click over to her because we'll lose all this. So give me a second. Then we can talk about her fucking fat face. Though. Worst. Uh, so Krista says back to Leah, they aren't growing enough for an investigative journalist. They basically a dig at the what? Herald for like every newspaper scaling down and not having there's the budget no to such thing hire as fucking, new people. There's nobody's no hiring as you for real anyway, Krista. You dude, fucking nightmare. And listen, listen. Pretty soon there will not be any more fucking newspapers ever. That's me. There's, there's pretty soon. Well, so turn gonna, it off. <laughs> not going to be. I'm talking. I know. Chatty buddy. Chatty buddy. Chatty buddy. You can take him to the park and put bananas Welcome in to his act butt. three of the whiskey <laughs> reel. Whiskey reel. <laughs> so we're on act three of the whiskey reel on day three of Aaron's Bender. It's more. Hack, it's, it's hack three. Um, you can put bananas so in like his butt on fire in the park they... with Chatty. This brings us back to <laughs> mental health. Don't light shit on fire. Oh. And don't talk shit when you don't know what the fuck you're talking about on Durango. That's never going to stop anybody from doing yeah, anything. Talking to you, Krista. Yeah. And yeah so let's, uh, let's, let's talk about the hero here. After Krista goes off a bunch, uh, Chris goes, sounds like you're an expert. 
What are your qualifications? I was a firefighter for 28 years when he had responded to her saying, hey, guess what? Arson's not that easy to charge. I'm so fucking glad. bitch. I'm so yeah. glad that you. And did she say a goddamn word after yeah, that? She said, I'm, a, I'm an attorney who charged many crimes and arson among them. Oh, I'm like you're an attorney. Jesus, fuck. <laughs> really? Shouldn't you be working on a case right now then instead of being online commenting about a, somebody sets chips on fire? <gasps> yeah. Oh, she's. She's not good. But um, thank you, guys. We're going to be back next week doing this shit. Contact us. I don't know if we'll be able to top this. This whiskey won't be topped for a while. Nah, we're going to go right into the dirt. So we apologize if we destroy a decent whiskey next week that you guys like. No, we're going to go like full New Amsterdam (laughs) or fucking Montezuma Gold tequila. We're we're gonna go dirt dirty McGurdy next week because yeah it's all downhill from here. Yeah. Rhetoric, thank you Tig again. Thank you guys who are listening. I know there's more and more of you every day. Yeah, Tig, um, you're the let best, us buddy. know. Thank you Flacco Family Dog Shampoo. Thank you Flacco for thank sponsoring you. this. Thank Tig, you Tig. If you're wondering, Krista T is in a relationship. Yeah, sorry buddy. <laughs> Fat Velma don't want that. Yeah, dick. Jesus. Uh, yeah. Nah, she's Butch Cassidy, dog. What, what what gentleman who's very close to suicide is she married to? <laughs> like, wow. <laughs> well, this guy just that looks could be at the, any one of us at the table. This guy's like, I think we should. <laughs> I think we need to get rid of the Gillette, and I need a safety razor for my baths. Yeah, for yeah. sure. <laughs> Do you ever go to church and pray for cataracts? 